begin to read uh, from there. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank God for his presence and his blessing. Acts chapter 1, the Bible said in verse 15, In those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, Drop down to verse 16, Men and brethren, This scripture must needs have been fulfilled which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was God to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Well, I'm going to tell you, that is an awesome statement, and it's a scary statement. Judas Iscariot was numbered with us, and he had obtained part of this ministry. He was a saved man. Uh, the once and grace people want to say, oh, he never was saved. But how can this, you reconcile that with this? He was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man, the same man who was numbered with us and obtained a part of this ministry, this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong. This is the most horrible reading that you can read about any person. Falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst. And the Bible said, and all his bowels gushed out. What a horrible scene. What a tragic ending to a life to a ministry, to a person. Amen. My goodness, I, I, I just cannot, uh, you know, uh, I went to the crash site when Pete, Red, and Sonny were killed. And I've never been able to get that out of my mind. I relived that. I saw them. I helped, I helped carry Red's body out of the mountain. Amen. You know, and to see this a suicide, he purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and he fell headlong, and he burst asunder, and all his bowels gushed out. I want to talk to you this morning about the reward of iniquity. He purchased that field with the war reward of iniquity. The Bible said in verse 19, and, and it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem insomuch that the field is called in their proper tongue a seldoma, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein and his bishopric let another take. I want you to understand this morning, the Lord is not willing that any should perish. God does not delight in anybody being lost. 
He has prepared for you a place. There is a place prepared for you in heaven. But if you choose not to go, the Bible said, His bishopric let another take. And so the Bible said, And they appointed to Joseph called Barsabas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed there, Lord, you know the hearts of all men. And show us which of these two you have chosen. I'm paraphrasing there. In verse 25, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship. Notice here, they, they chose Matthias by the Holy Ghost. So Matthias, by the Holy Ghost, took the part of Judas Iscariot's ministry. Matthias took the part of Judas Iscariot's apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell. Man. Judas, by transgression, fell that he might go to his own place. I want you to understand that apostle, an apostle, fell by transgression. And if Jesus Christ, he was a Jesus Christ chosen apostle, fell by transgression, so can you and so can I. Are you listening to me this morning? This is very, very serious preaching. For, but I felt God so impressed me. If Jesus Christ chose and called Judas Iscariot to be an apostle, and he fell, and he fell by transgression, so can you and I. I want you to understand, I believe that you and I, there's no devil in hell that can take us down. But we can choose sin and the devil and go to hell. You understand? So you understand we're not locked into this thing that it is impossible for you to, to, uh, to sin. I don't rejoice to know that anybody would sin and be lost, but it is possible for that to happen. Uh, you know, when we, when we look at this, we understand uh, according to the Scriptures, the Bible tells us I'm, I, we've got to go by what the Word of the Lord. And I understand I, I, there is no devil that can take you. I mean, he cannot cross the bloodline. It's just exactly what Brother Miller preached Thursday night about uh, our Job. The devil had to come to God and get permission to touch Job. And then he had to ask God, can you please take the heads down for me? I can't even. The devil has no authority over the child of God. He cannot cross the bloodline. But if you change your mind and alter your thinking, you can, by iniquity, by transgression, fall. The Bible said in 1 Samuel 16, 13, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David. And the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Now, but I want you to look very closely at what Samuel, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, that's verse uh, 13, look at what he said in verse 14. 
the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit troubled him. As the Lord, uh, 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 by the Holy Ghost upon Samuel, anointed him with oil, the spirit of the Lord came upon David and anointed David from that day forward. But the spirit of God, the next breath was, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit troubled him. Oh, God, I want you to understand. Amen. We understand this. The Bible specifically says in First Chronicles 10 and 13, Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord. How much plainer can you get? You understand? The Bible says Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord. We read in the Scriptures there where that, that when Saul was looking for his father's ashes and he met Samuel and he prayed for him and we say, and the Scriptures specifically say that the Lord gave him another heart. It was an Old Testament born-again experience that Saul received. But I want you to understand there when the Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David that day forward, the next breath, Samuel said, the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit troubled him. I want you to look at John chapter 13, verse 1. Now, before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, and supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Amen. Uh, I want you to get this. Judas Iscariot, Simon's son. The Bible does not specify which Simon's son he was. Was he Simon the Pharisee's son? Was he Simon the leper's son in whose house Jesus and his, uh, his disciples were? Or was he Simon the Tanner's son? Those are those great men. But and I want you to understand there are these men, but oh God, and there's a lot of discussion because the Bible does not specify whose son he was. He was some man's son, and I don't rejoice in anybody going to hell. I said, I do not rejoice in anybody going to hell and anybody dying lost. I do not rejoice in that, and we as children of God should not. Amen. But I want you to understand the highest office, and the greatest gifts do not secure men from Satan's temptations. I need to say that again. I don't know if you got that. That's a whole mouthful that I, that I said here. I said the highest office and the greatest gifts do not secure you and I from Satan's temptations. The Bible said Satan put it in his heart or he cast it into his heart. It was, you know, they understand he throws fiery darts, amen, of his evil uh, uh, and his evil thoughts. He threw a fiery dart into the very heart of this man, amen. And, 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 we, and I, I don't, I, I can't be vehement, I cannot uh, rejoice to know today 
that this man fell headlong and his bowels all gushed out and he died lost. I do not rejoice to know these things. This shows the access though, that Satan has into and the influence he has upon the minds of men. And you cannot allow the devil to become a, put a, a playground in your mind. Man, I'm trying my best to speak to you as delicately as I know how. Amen. And so the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, and Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, that he was come from God and went to God. You understand that? Jesus came from God, the Father. Amen. And he went back to God, and he rose from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself and poured water in the basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet. And Bible, when we drop down to verse 10, Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean. But then Jesus makes a three-word statement, but not all. In the verse 11 for he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. Oh, Lord, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the Scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. I tell you before it come, that when it come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. And when Jesus had said this, he was troubled in spirit and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, one of you shall betray me. The Bible said then the disciples looked one on another and doubted, What are you talking about? And Bible scholars agree that it was John said unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered and said, He it is to whom I shall give a sop. And when I have dipped it, and when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after, listen, what the Bible said in John 13 and 27, and after the sop, Satan entered into him. After the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that that thou doest, do quickly. Go on. Go on. Go on, Judas. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. Some thought because Judas had the bag, he was the treasure, that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, and that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Lord, have mercy. I want you to understand that the... That the scripture said Judas was the guide to them that took Jesus and he was numbered with us and he obtained part of this ministry but he purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong burst asunder. Amen. The reward of iniquity. Iniquity is used 262 times in the scripture. Iniquity means gross injustice, wickedness, a violation of right or a violation of duty, a wicked act. It is simply sin. 
It's moral injustice. It is a violation of God's moral law described as perversion. The synonyms for iniquity are evil doing, infamy, depravity, knavery. Amen. It is first mentioned, this word iniquity, it's first mentioned in Genesis 15, 16. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. The Lord would not allow them to, Israel, to, to judge the Amorites. He said the cup of their iniquity is not yet full, but I'm keeping the count on it. And when the cup of the Amorites' iniquity is full, I will judge them. People think they're getting by with sin, but you understand, there is the cup of iniquity of that individual. And when the cup gets full, and when it gets full, the Lord judges. Genesis 19 and 15, the Bible said, When the morning rose, the angel hastened Lot and said, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. I want you to know, oh, God of mercy, what you and I have to do, we've got to rise and hasten ourselves away from the iniquity of this generation. Hello. I didn't get many amens, but it is so. You and I have the responsibility to separate ourselves and hasten ourselves and get away from the iniquity of this generation. My Lord, the Bible tells us in Matthew 27 and 3. I'm going to preach to you. For, I know this is very solemn preaching. Then Judas, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. Amen. Well, if you think this world is going to be, be your friend and your help when you're down and out, forget it. Amen. Because when he came back and tried to give them the money back and, and to do that and repent, they made fun of him, said, what is that to us? That's your problem. You see to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Oh. And the Bible said he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple. And the Bible said he went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver and said, I want you to get this. You're talking about purebred hypocrites. These priests were purebred hypocrites. They said, uh, they went uh, there, they said, it's not lawful. I mean, they're really concerned about keeping the law. It's not lawful for them to put this money in the treasure because it is the price of blood. We arranged and connived for a man to be murdered, but we can't put the blood money in our treasury. Come on now. If that isn't the epitome of hypocrisy, I'd like to know what is. We have had a man murdered, but we can't put the blood money in our treasury. That would be wrong. Which is the greater wrong, huh? And so the Bible said, they bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in, and it's called the field of blood unto this day. In verse 9, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, They took the, the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him who was valued, whom the children of Israel did value, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed me. Amen. I want you to notice here, there it is. Amen. The potter's field. 
the price of blood. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, God. The Bible said there, he said, I betrayed innocent blood, and he went out and hanged himself. I want to tell you something. Amen. I, I, I noticed this week that there was, uh, the Lord had, had was dealing with me, but there was one of the prominent uh, associate pastors of the church in California committed suicide this week. I want to tell you something. The suicide is of the devil. It is not God's will for you to end your own life. It's the will of God for you to be saved and have peace. And there's a God that gives peace to His people. Amen. Hallelujah. And so here, the, the, He went back, you know. And can you believe, uh, don't you think a ministry, when somebody comes and says, I betrayed innocent blood, don't you think they should have tried to help him? But they said, that's your problem, you deal with it. Lord, have mercy. If anybody's got a problem, come in and say, Lord, would you help me? We'll pray for you, won't we? We'll do our best to help you. But I want you to get this. Amen. The, the scripture said in Acts that he fell headlong. And then in Matthew, the Bible said that he went out and hung himself. Well, how can you fall headlong and you hang yourself? Amen. But I want you to get, what does that falling headlong mean? If you fall headlong, you fall with your head further as forward. Amen. Lord, have mercy. I, I, are you listening? She missed her footing and she fell headlong down the stairs. That means she fell head first. Boy, that's a bad predicament to be in when you fall headlong. And so there seems to be a contradiction over how Judas Iscariot, Jesus' betrayer, died. In Matthew 27 and 5, the Scripture says Judas cast down the silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. However, in Acts 1 and 18 and 19, the Bible says a different manner that this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. Amen. Matthew 27 says that Judas hanged. Acts chapter 1 says Judas fell and burst asunder. Through careful consideration of the scriptures, amen, and partly, partly dividing faithfully the scriptures, we see that both accounts can be correct, amen. You remember when we hung Saddam Hussein? You remember when we hung him? When they dropped him through the gallows hole, it decapitated him. It jerked his head from his body. Y'all remember that, right? Y'all remember that? You, anybody else remember that? You know, it jerked his head from his body. Amen. It literally decapitated him. Amen. I think, amen, number one, ropes can and do break. And apparently, Judas picked a very high place to hang himself. And in his catastrophic plunge, he wound up, the rope broke, amen, and he wound up falling head first and burst into the flames of an eternal hell. Lord, have mercy. Oh, God, how horrible it is to be lost. And I want you to know it's not God's will for you to kill yourself. Amen. Lord, 
it seems to me like in our school system, we've had several students last year that committed suicide. There's a spirit of suicide. And I want you to know it's of the devil. A spirit that makes you destroy yourself is of the devil. Job 24 and 1, the Bible said, My times are not hidden from the Almighty. Some remove the landmarks. They violently take away flocks. They take the widow's ox for a pledge. They turn the needy out of the way. And the Bible said in verse 6 of Job 24, they gather the vintage of the wicked. The Bible said they cause the naked to lodge without clothing, that they have no covering in the cold. The murderer rising in the light killeth the poor and needy, and in the night is as a thief. The eye also of the adulterer waited for the twilight, saying, No eye shall see me, and God disguiseth his face. Oh, 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 but you understand, the Almighty God and His omnipotent eye sees you. You can disguise your face all you want to, but God sees you. Oh, in the dark they dig through houses which they have marked for themselves in the daytime. They know not the light. Amen. I told the kids, this is an old illustration we had many years ago. Amen. This guy broke into a home, and these people had a talking parrot in the cage. And the, this guy was there going through the stuff, and the parrot said, I see you, and the saint sees you. Amen. That guy just kept on picking up and stealing stuff, and he said, I see you, and the saint sees you. And then finally that guy said, Hush up, you stupid bird. And he said, I see you, and the saint sees you. Sick him, saint. And there was a Saint Bernard there in the house. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I want you to understand, there is an all-seeing God that sees you. Amen. And you can't do anything that the Lord cannot take care of you. He cannot take care of you. And there, amen, they gather the vintage of the wicked. And the Bible said in verse 17, For in the morning is to them even as the shadow of death. If, if one know them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. I want you to understand, from the moment that Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus Christ, there was peace taken from him. The devil entered into him, and he had no more peace. He had no more security. He was a lost man, and he became a raving idiot. And I don't mean that in a condescending, mean manner. But he literally was not, amen, he was not cognitive to understand and to make right decisions. He had made one absolutely horrible decision and it caused his mind to spiral out of control. Are you listening to me this morning? Amen. Amen. And so now he goes back to the priesthood and begs them, will you help me? Amen. I, I, want, I don't want this. Give, I want to give you this money back. This is the price of a slave. This is the price. Of, oh, God, I betrayed innocent blood. Amen. Please, please, I betrayed innocent blood. That's your problem. You deal with it. And that's the world's attitude. But I want you to know if you need prayer this morning, you can come and we will pray with you. And we will do our best to help you deal with it. Amen. 
And the Bible said he was in the terrors of the shadow of death. The Bible said their portion is cursed in the earth. I'm still reading from Job 24. Amen. And verse 19, drought and heat consume as snow water, so doth the grave those which have sinned. The worm shall feed sweetly on him. He shall have no, shall be no more remembered. And wickedness shall be broken as a tree. Lord, have mercy. I want you to understand this day. If you've living in sin and wickedness, you're going to be broken. You're going to be broken like a tree. Lord, have mercy when the wind. Amen. If you looked at those pictures of Bahamas, when that hurricane came through, there was nothing left. They said there was not a tree left on the Bahama Islands. Every tree in the Bahamas was broken. I want you to know this day, amen, if you fail of the grace of God, you will be broken like a tree. Lord, have mercy. The Bible said in 2 Samuel 3 and 39, David said this, The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. God makes no mistake. He will reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. You do wrong and you will be judged. You cannot get by. Oh, man, I've made it. I've made it. I've got it. Amen. No, 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 no. You understand? The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. The Bible tells us in Matthew 7 and 23, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I want you to understand, if you have iniquity in your heart, if you have sin in your heart, the Lord will profess that he does not know you. The Bible said in Luke 13 and 27, But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. We have altars here this morning, and you have a golden opportunity. You can come and confess your sin and forsake your iniquity, and the Lord will forgive you of your sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from our sins and to wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you wait to the judgment, if you wait till you die, amen, amen, he will say, I don't know you. You're a worker of iniquity. You cannot come into my place. I have gone to prepare a place for you. Amen. Heaven's prepared for you, and it's his will for you to go there. But if you maintain and keep iniquity in your heart, you cannot go there. Thank you for the amens. It is so. Matthew 23 and 28. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. These priests, they were keeping, they were keeping all of those outward appearances of the law they were very diligent. We're going to make sure we just had a man killed, but we make sure that we can't put that blood money in our treasury. They're keeping some parts of it, but the Bible tells us, oh, man, I'll tell you what, don't you hate religious hypocrites? That's the thing that gets me more than anything because here you uh, outwardly you appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Amen. But I want you to know, the, you, you know, oh, you can act very pious around me, 
Amen. I often tell about Brother Wilson. Amen. Going to that home there that day. And he said that when he got there, he heard the awful calamity and, and breaking of dishes and carrying on you ever heard. Amen. And he walked up to the door and he said, Lord, what do I do? I mean, if I try to leave, they'll, they'll see me. And, uh, and, so what? and so he said he, he stood there till it got quiet and he knocked on the door. And the lady come tearing around through there. And instantly her demeanor changed. Whoa! Hallelujah! Brother Wilson! Glory to God! Come on in, brother! We were just fixing to pray. And he said, I never said it, but he said, I thought, Lord, have mercy, sister. You really do need to pray. Amen. Lord, have mercy. My goodness. Amen. But I want you to understand, they outwardly appear righteous unto men. But that's not what counts. That's good, but that's not what counts. But within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. And the Bible said in 2 Timothy 2 and 19, The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are His. You can't fool God. He's got a seal upon your heart. If you're born again and washed in the blood, the devil knows it. And the world will know it, and you'll know it. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? And the Bible makes this statement. Having this seal, the foundation of God standing sure. That's one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible. 2 Timothy 2 and 19. The foundation of God standing sure. Having this seal. That means when it's got a seal on it, it's closed up and it's locked. I want you to understand, when you're washed in the blood, Jesus Christ puts His seal upon you, and you are not a sinner anymore. You used to be, but now He has washed you, and He's put His seal upon your heart. The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And then he makes this final statement. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you say you're a Christian, you better be one on the job tomorrow. I said if you say you're a Christian, you better be one on the job tomorrow. You won't be leading and telling dirty jokes. And you won't be leading in life on that dirty jokes. Hello out there. You know it so. If you name the name of Christ, you better be departing from iniquity because if you do partake in iniquity, you don't have the seal of Christ on your heart. But if you've got the seal of Christ on your heart, hallelujah, you are a born-again child of God. You're washed in the blood. You're kept from the power of that. Well, I mean, I'm having such a good time. I forgot it is. Already past 15 till. Can, can I have five more minutes? Amen. Listen. Christ gave himself for us, Titus 2 and 14, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Christ has set you free and redeemed you from iniquity. You don't have to go home and sin. Are you hearing me? You don't have to sin today because Christ gave himself for you that he might redeem you from all iniquity and purify himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Hallelujah. He has redeemed us from all iniquity. You don't have to live in sin. 
The Bible said in Matthew 13, 41, The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend, and them that which do iniquity. Amen. Oh, God. You know what He's going to do? He's going to send His angels, and He's going to gather out of all of the kingdom anything that offends, them which do iniquity. You cannot go into my city. You cannot go into heaven, because if you go there with any sin and any iniquity, it won't be heaven. And so the only people that can go to heaven is blood-bought, blood-washed, saved, sanctified, born again, children of God, who have no sin and no iniquity in their lives. Amen. Lord, have mercy. But you understand, we are in the last days. And Matthew 24 says this, Because iniquity shall abound. Iniquity is abounding in this town, in this county, in this state, and across this nation and around the world. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So there's a lot of people think they're getting by. Amen. 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 The Bible said in Isaiah 3 and 9, I'm going to try to quickly close. Their countenance doth witness against them. They declare their sin of Sodom. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. And say to the righteous that it shall be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Verse 11. Woe unto the wicked. It shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hand shall be given unto him. I want you to understand the reward of your hands of iniquity is going to be given. I'm talking to you about the reward of iniquity. Oh, God, their countenance doth witness against them. They declare their sin. Oh, as Sodom, they hide it not. Amen. Amen. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the teething. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward Thy reward shall return. You send it out. Thy reward shall return upon thine own head. You know what a boomerang is, don't you? The boomerang effect. Amen. Oh, God. Fret not thyself because of evil men. Neither bow thee, be thou envious of the wicked. Come on to the music, please. Amen. For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. Amen. Thirty pieces of silver was written by William Blaine. Thirty pieces of silver burns on the traitor's brain. Thirty pieces of silver. Oh, it is hellish gain. If you gain the whole world and lose your soul, what have you gained? What has it profited you? Nothing. Oh, then... George Lewis wrote this. The coin fell on my hollow hand. I could not bear it, although it was light. And I let it fall. It was all in vain. Thirty pieces of silver. Then the other said, There are still twenty-nine. God have mercy. Amen. You gain this whole world. You think you're given your all. Amen. I want you to get this. Charles Rowland wrote in 1844 the ancient history of the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Chaldeans, and the Medes. And he makes this statement in his book that he wrote in 1844. But the mischief that these kingdoms designed for others in the end return upon their own heads. Hallelujah. You can't, you can't, 
determined and designed to destroy and hurt someone else. What you need to do is lay it aside and forget it and let God take care of your enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Pleasures, he said, pleasures are fled and are fewer we enjoy. Pleasure like quicksilver is bright and coy. Anybody know what quicksilver is? I can't believe in our, my chemistry class in high school, Sister Lindsay, they let us play with mercury. And I remember I had my class ring before I got saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. Amen. But we were playing with that quicksilver, mercury, and when it touched that ring, it covered it. It turned it silver. And I had to take it to a jeweler. You understand, mercury is very, very poisonous. And listen to what he said. Pleasures are fled, and are fewer we enjoy. Pleasures like quicksilver is bright and coy. Oh, man, it's bright and shiny. It's a liquid. We strive to gasp it with our utmost skill. Still it eludes us, and it glitters still. It sees at last, complete my mighty gains. What is it but rank poison in my veins? You handle mercury, you can handle quicksilver, and it's poison to you. Amen. Cleopatra's motives for her appalling deeds, stand with me please, were not sufficient to satisfy the just retribution of divine providence with fearless hands. You know what she did? She grabbed that cold ass and there and held it up to her breast. And there that ass sucked the poison into her veins. She died at 39 years old. She was queen of Egypt. But she was a person full of iniquity. And she had murdered and killed to establish her position in life. If you got a murder and kill to establish your position in life, it's not worth anything. It's not worth anything. She died at 39. She had reigned since she was 17. She had reigned for 22 years. But her sin and her iniquity caught up with her. Amen. Would you bow your heads, please? Our Father, Lord, I know that you have dealt with me to speak these words this morning. And Lord, and I want to welcome and offer this altar this day to every person that will come and seek the face of the Lord. If the enemy is tempting you in any way with sin, if the enemy is, as a child of God, he's trying to get you to go back, he's trying to get you to change your lifestyle, he's trying to get you to go back into the world, I offer you reconciliation this day through Jesus Christ. You can come. There's still hope for you. There's still hope for you. Judas, you did not have to commit suicide. Oh, God, have mercy. You betrayed innocent blood. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to be lost this day. I ask you, are you here this day? Are you here this day without the blood of Christ applied to your heart and life? Amen. It's the most dangerous thing that you can happen to any person is to have themselves open to sin and the devil. Would you come? Would you come? I ask you, will you come? And seek the face of the Lord this morning.
Will you beg him for his mercy and grace? Come on. I ask the church to come. I ask all of you to come. I ask you to come and seek the face of God this day. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. And it swiftly passes by. Come on through these altars. the moment of our birth till the time has come to die. God has given us this choice to decide our destiny in a million years. Come and seek the Lord. Where Come and seek the Lord this day. Oh, God.
just one life to live on earth and it swiftly passes by from the moment of our birth till the time has come to die God has given us this choice to decide our destiny in a million years where will you be where will you be a billion years from now can be in heaven a million years from now. But we've got to live it right, don't we? There are no excuses for sin. Absolutely, totally, none whatsoever. I'm glad I got saved with the grace of God one day. Aren't you glad you're saved? Amen. All right, let's stand. Try to take some time today to pray. And please come back tonight. Good night. A good day. Good morning. <laughs> You're dismissed. Please come back tonight. And please take time to pray.